0: Three, two, one. You're listening to The Soju Sessions, episode 64 on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed. I'm your host, Crispy, also known as Crispy Wonton, or simply just Anton. And on today's episode, the one and only, Baco Louie joins the show. A brand new member of the Gochu Gang patrons um, on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast Discord server. A brand new member of the Soju Talk Nation. Um, you know, he's got an incredible story, um, so much life and energy and brightness into all of his experiences with K-pop. Um, he is in the military, so thank you for your service, sir. Um, but he is kind enough to join and discuss his origins. We, we, we get pretty hyped. We get pretty hyped. That's, that's, that's kind of what I'll lead in with. Um, and kind of his love for the way that Doug Warren and Anita have discussed K-pop. Um, is definitely um, present there as well um, with everything that he's experienced with the main show, with Soju Talk. So yeah, um, we also get into Lightsum. We do an album discussion, so a little review of you know what we loved about it. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Lightsum, you got me. I'm a big fan. All right, let's get into it. My chat with Flocka Louie on Lightsum on... The Soju Sessions. Mm -hmm. Joining Soju Sessions, a brand new member of the Soju Talk Nation community. Um, he is a brand new Gochu Gang member. He's supporting the show. Um, all, full transparency, we have been talking for like twenty minutes, and he is just incredibly interesting. The one and only Louis or Flaco Louis. Welcome to the show, <laughs> sir. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Um. All right. The full disclosure: uh, Flaco Louis is enjoying soju, which is incredibly fitting. Yes, I am for for the show. <laughs> um. I it, it, for those on YouTube who can see kind of the brightness of my face right now, I, I've I'm just incredibly excited to get to know even more about Louis's um story and origin story. Um, what, what name do you go by? Is it Flaco Louis or Louis? Um,
1: Flaco Louis. It's really like whatever people is easier to pronounce because my name is Louise, so I just took the S off. And uh, usually people call me Flacco or Louis or the whole entire thing but it's whatever you're comfortable with
0: we're gonna go Flacco because i think it's easier to find also because yeah. people are looking for that exactly. yeah, all right we're course. gonna go Flacco. Um, mm-hmm. no uh Flacco, just a quick background right now he is um in oklahoma but he's stationed there because he is military and um he he's got a journey so we're gonna get <laughs> right into it so Flacco. um this is what I ask all the new um, people that come onto the show. What is your K-pop origin story? What are your first memories? Um, what are the first songs you remember? And feel free to talk about where you were last year <laughs> and the reason why I believe K-pop is a big part of your life. All
1: right. Well, to, to explain, my first experiences with K-pop was in high school. My friends were super into K-pop and I was in, I was into like all types of music and they actually showed me uh BTS's Dope and uh Twice's Signal. And I fell I automatically fell in love with Twice. And then uh I kind of fell in love with BTS at the same time because I was actually also I was an amateur dancer as well. I was like doing competitions and I was really interested in the way that BTS were dancing and uh and all that and i was and that's how i kind of got into it but i never really explored after that and then it wasn't until uh since like he mentioned i wasn't i am military and i was stationed in pyongtek south korea and i was there for one whole year and then it started when my little cousins actually my family members Uh, They're like 12 or 13 and they're super into BTS and they asked me to buy them an album and I'm like oh sure I'll buy you an album and then they like said you should buy yourself one too and I'm like oh the only group I really know is twice and they're like just buy yourself something and then that's that was the rabbit hole that made me really fall into it It that first album really got me into it (laughs) and then I just obsessively started like listening to it and I started listening to entire discographies of people And then it just, yeah, it got a lot of part of my life.
0: (laughs) That is incredible. So take me through it. So you're military. You were stationed in South Korea for a year. Um, What year was that? And how was that um, experience like um, going through um, your duties um, in service, but then also having kind of the free time to explore Korea here and there?
1: It was great, even. It was probably one of, like, the best things I've ever done because... It wasn't my first every year in service because I served in Korea from 2021 to 2022. I got there, I think it was December of 2020. So basically June 21 of uh, January. And then, but before that, I was in Germany. I was in Europe for two years, actually. And I had the option to either go back home or go to South Korea but before that, I would never really had interest in going to South Korea until he said it out loud. And then I was super excited. I'm like, I've never been there. Might as well. And then I went and it was probably one of the best like decisions I've ever made in my life. I have made so many friends. The food was amazing. I love uh, talking to people and the fact like me being myself as an American soldier out there, and I also try to get super into uh, the language, so I'm... Currently trying to learn Korean. I don't really know if I'm any good. I know like the simple phrases and stuff. And uh, Koreans are just super friendly when it comes to that type of stuff. And it was great. Like I made I made a lot of friends, a lot of good memories, and it was probably one of the best times of my life. I kind of want to go back.
0: So <laughs> well, take me through it. So you're a soldier. You're um, an active duty service member from the United States in Korea how is the response of the Korean locals Um, just knowing that you um, are there for service? Um, You said it's very warm and friendly, but um, just take me through kind of the experience of them bringing you in and feeling like home, feeling like family with um, essentially in a foreign country. That's kind of very different than the United States. Well,
1: with, if I'm comparing the Koreans to uh, the Germans that I was with, The Germans definitely were more unfriendly, but the Koreans were kind of split in half, kinda, Um, because there are some Koreans that didn't really support the troops. But I saw more or less more Koreans, especially like the younger ones, more of like my age, because I'm just I'm 22. So the Koreans uh, my age are more accepting, but there are some like older Koreans that like wave around the flag. Uh, I think I had this one time I went out with, uh, some, and I just like met these random Koreans and he like asked me to call them like Hyung and stuff and show him like respect and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know, just respect. He's older than me. But then I showed him that I, I was a soldier and he started like putting like food on my plate and he started treating me with like a lot more respect because, and he couldn't speak very well, uh, Oh, sorry, he couldn't speak very good English. So he, Google translated uh, his sentence, and it was around the lines of, oh, thank you for serving uh, the country. If it wasn't for you guys coming here, uh, South Korea wouldn't be what it is today. And uh, I just met a lot of older Koreans that agree with that statement a lot more than I do not agreeing. So and that's with the older people, too, but the younger people are a lot more accepting you know with this new generation comes a new like era of thought when it comes to military but yeah that was like my experience with
0: people yeah no it's it's an incredible um kind of blending of cultures right it's a cultural exchange in a lot of ways where um they recognize you as american 100 (laughs) the united states but then there's also the element of um you know what the military represents in korea right Um, And there is, you know, a natural tension, but I think the way that you're kind of experiencing it, navigating and ingesting all of that um, kind of is enriching. Um, You know, I think the way that you can describe your perspective, um, it's not in any um, forceful way, I would say. I think it's more in an openness to kind of seeing the perspectives of why certain people would respond in a certain way. Um, And I feel like you still have gotten so much out of it to the point where you have this uh, admiration for Korea, which oh yeah I definitely can hear it in your voice just how excited you are about um the culture the people and the country oh so, oh yeah 100 um so let's get into k-pop um twice uh we're, we're just gonna go into twice sorry bts yeah you've had your time you're doing so many <laughs> things you got bts is uh has as of today went to see um mr president biden at the white house yeah uh, yeah i definitely saw that <laughs> yeah yeah they they visited they're they're doing some things um well quickly You know what is your uh, what is your perspective on that, and how do you feel uh, that went?
1: I feel that BTS is great. They're definitely super influential, especially in like where the people, like all their fans and stuff. But I definitely feel like President Biden should have gotten someone who is more into the like American scene because I like of course they're um, Asians. But the fact that if it's uh, they, they came to discuss Asian like hate, I feel like getting more Asian Americans that are more super into it and like can get more into detail with it would have been more progressive. I mean BTS wasn't a bad choice, but I feel like it could have been better with someone who'd be more like politically involved.
0: That's a good point. Um I think for the visibility of the message bts is a great choice yeah, right because exactly. so many eyes on today people who don't like politics people don't like k-pop right they're just curious mm-hmm. but i think if you're specifically your, your specific goal the objective is that you want someone who represents the perspective of what is happening to asian americans then i think there there could have been more done right mm-hmm. um i, I would I mean, the first person that always comes to mind is Sandra Oh, and she is not even American. She's Canadian, but she always speaks about her time being in Los Angeles and what that meant for her kind of in her adult life going through kind of the balance of being an Asian American, North American Canadian. Right. Um, so I think there, there is a little bit of room, wiggle room, but ultimately it's a net positive because, again, it's gotten everyone talking. And hopefully that brings visibility to that topic, that concern um, kind of moving forward. Right. But let's talk about TWICE. Okay, so uh, Signal. I love Signal. I know that sometimes that song itself is not one of the most favored songs of TWICE's discography. (laughs) Um, What was the TWICE album that you bought um, in Korea? And then kind of take me through the TWICE journey, the TWICE rabbit hole as you're descending into all of the lovely madness.
1: Yes. Well, the first one I bought was, since I didn't know much about K-pop at all, I thought it was an album. But it was actually their, uh, I'm not sure if it was either, I think it was their Twice World in a Day, it was a photo, like, book. And it was literally just pictures, like, pictures and pictures of just, like, headshots of all the members. And then it came with this Twice World in a Day poster, and then it came with some photo cards. And I'm like, wow, this is nice. I wonder, you know, what the other ones have. And then I found out what, like, the actual albums are. And then with the Signal era and all the other eras before that that I got into first, I fell in love with Jung Yun. Like, short hair Jung Yun was just amazing to me. And then, um, but around the time I got into Twice, she was on hiatus. So I didn't really get to see much more of her. But now I'm all about uh, collecting Momo, like, <laughs> Momo <laughs> photo cards and stuff. Because and she's also amazing. I mean, they're all amazing in their own right. But, uh, yeah. And it all started with that twice. And then I just kept on listening to that. And then from there, I just kept on getting recommendations. And then I also got into, like, Dreamcatcher, Stacey. I got into all, like, the little people, like, uh, with listening to light sums albums i also got into cherry bullet somehow and cherry bullet is also great you should check them out if you don't know who they are but they're also amazing but i just kept on like going down one like tree and i kept on falling into other branches and it that's how i ended up and then yeah
0: (laughs) you absolutely went down the k-pop rabbit hole oh yeah definitely and honestly, that, that story brings so much joy into my heart <laughs> because I, I mean, it's, it's one of those remarkable things about K-pop. Yes, there are so many groups and oftentimes they're put into um, competition with each other, right? I mean, music shows are inherently a competition, right? Um, the charts are inherently a competition. But when you kind of step back and zoom out and really see the plethora of things to enjoy, you just kind of... Let the moment sink in and mm-hmm. listen to everything. And I feel like that is exactly what you did because you named a variety of groups um, that don't necessarily have anything specifically similar other than they are currently active. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool that all those sounds are pretty different and you have a, a, a love for, for all of them in so many different ways. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, let's, let's talk about Alexa. Alexa. So you are in Oklahoma, uh, stationed right now. Um, what's the temperature like in Oklahoma about people talking about the, the winner of um, the American Song Contest? Yeah. I think that's the name of the show. I apologize. It was, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I was 100% caught up, and I voted for Alexa about 100 times probably.
0: But <laughs> You're the reason but, she won. It was all yeah, of you, man. Maybe, Hard carry. Maybe, no. <laughs> But uh, yeah,
1: I hundred I was all caught up on that. I follow I follow I follow Alexa on all her social platforms. But with my friends, uh, there's not many people in Oklahoma who I talk to K-pop about. There's more people that I get into K-pop over here because there's a lot of people who tell me I don't like K-pop, this that because it's all this and that, right? And then like I show them a Stray Kids song and then they get super into it. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, but other than that, the temperature, like you asked, about Alexa is very, how can I say, like, here and there. If you find someone that is into K-pop here in Oklahoma, they're going to talk about it. They're excited to talk about it. But if you don't, yeah, they definitely know nothing about Alexa. If anything, they'll know about BTS, that's it. BTS or any, like, super big, like, uh, IU. Uh, big old like the big names they'll know
0: about, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. Um, it could just be the case where that show may have hit a different demographic than what we're surrounded by, right? Um, yeah, definitely. I think that show is still tailored for um kind of older American audiences who sit and watch TV um at night, and that is not something I do ever on television, right? Um, I'll watch things on my computer as completely different than broadcast television, um, but I think. You know, i'm really curious to, to see what, what happens if um the demographic of um americans who watch broadcast television will catch on and kind of point out that you know alexa represents them um okay. or at least represents their viewing um because she she's part of a lot of household names with uh, snoop dogg and kelly clarkson being the host of those um you know ultimately i think it's great for her i think uh zb oh, labels yeah. uh, that's a great poll um she is part of uh, Dive Studios' um, podcast series, uh, podcast network. Um, I think they're going to be doing shows in the near future. So she she is back in Korea, so she'll be um, on there. Um, she She's a very fun personality. I think I, I didn't love her music at first, but I got to know her as, a, as an artist, as a person, and I think that's what made it far more accessible to me. Um, so yeah, I, I think... Little little moments of exposure and kind of the changing tone of how you perceive someone does a lot to really just enjoy what, the, mm-hmm. what they're doing creatively. Right. Um, speaking of podcasts, um, you found Soju Talk podcast recently. Um, how did you find it? Um, what were the first episodes? And just take me through that beginning process of jumping in to Doug, Warren, and Anita's weekly <laughs> conversation.
1: Um. So. I'm actually not a huge podcast listener. I actually thought like a while ago, because my friends tried to get me into podcasts, like uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and everything. And I like, I could get into it only if I was like super interested in it. And then I was just on a long car drive and my buddy was saying, hey, listen to a podcast. You'll probably get a lot of episodes in." you got a long drive. I was on a 10 hour drive there. And then I had to come back. So I did have a lot of time on my hands. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do whatever, right? So I just got on my phone, and I just typed. I literally typed in K-pop podcast. And I think it was, like, the second option that popped up. And I liked it because it was Soju Talk. And I actually have two Soju tattoos on my body. And (laughs) I really like Soju. So, And I was like, might as well give them a listen. And then I was looking through episodes, and then I saw their Stacey episode for run to you and it's definitely run to you was like definitely top two Stacey songs and yeah and then i listened to that entire thing and i was super interested in the entire moment and i just kept on listening to more and more of the podcast and like i said earlier i was binging at this point at every moment i was listening to and then i listened to their podcast uh today as soon as i woke up almost and yeah I listened to that podcast
0: about lightsome and, mm-hmm. uh, Stacey Run to you being the first podcast you heard from the crew. Amazing! I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, one because Stacy is a top tier group of mine, if not like my favorite mm-hmm. group right now. Um, I I adore them so much. Run to you, probably my favorite song of the year. Uh, it's just so meaningful. I, I don't buy albums anymore, but I bought the Stacy album. It's like, mm-hmm. gosh, um. No, that's amazing. Um, What was it about the relationship between Doug Warren and Anita that stood out to you as far as that type of conversation about K-pop?
1: I'd like to say
0: that the fact
1: that they all had super different opinions that I either disagreed or agreed with, and the fact that I could find myself or I can throw myself into the conversation... Is just crazy to me because I think like usually like Joe Rogan's podcast, I don't know if you ever listened to it, but it's a lot like agreeing with him or just like with the question or agreeing with the uh whoever the guest is. But they actually have super varying opinions and it it's great. I think it's amazing. Like uh today with their World Cup thing, a lot of them disagreed with each other and they actually had super different opinions it wasn't like none of i don't think any of the winners were like blowouts and i really appreciated that because i mean i'm a twice fanboy so i really wanted twice and stacy to go all the way but that didn't happen and it was good though it made me sad but it was good that they kept me hooked and i liked hearing their reasoning why i enjoyed it It
0: there's a great tension the fact that they all disagree with each other right um and also just knowing that they've been friends for a long time um since college i don't remember when that was anymore i think it was like five years ago now um yeah they they've known each other for a long time they've gone through their formative years and i think that is like the the foundation for why they're able to kind of push each other in different directions um Mm -hmm. i think it's just a natural fit for kind of the audience it's really easy to listen to um, it doesn't feel like it's just arguing for arguing's sake. It's just very clear that they see things differently, but then all kind mm-hmm. of come to the agreement that this is supposed to be fun. supposed to be something you do with your friends, and it definitely comes across. Um how' did you find the discord? and then what what motivated you? What inspired you to be a patron, a Gochu gang member?
1: Um. I mean, what helped me find the Discord was, uh, like, the mid-breaks. The mid-breaks, they sponsored the uh, Discord. In the beginning, they sponsored Discord. I think at the end, they also sponsored Discord. So, they sponsored it three times. And I'm not too active on Discord, but I'm active enough to notice it. And I said, okay, let's see what this is about. Because I know what, like, I know how a good server, like, looks. Or, and, like, I'm. Or I know what a bad server looks like. And this is, is any... Like anything but that It was a really great server. everyone was super nice. As soon as I came in, I, I got welcomed. It was great. And um I think that had a part in me being a Gochigang member. but um with me, I guess being a patron, I guess huh? I guess I'm not sure. I guess it's just uh, me really enjoying the content, and it's like a first that. They got me into it. They got me into like listening to their podcasts. Like I binged all their stuff and I was just thinking like, why not, you know, Uh, why not uh, help something that I enjoy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's one of those where you you feel like you're brought into the conversation. You feel like, you know, Doug Warren and Anita and and for me, at least I felt like I just had to support them because we just felt so friendly and they are pretty visible on the server. Um, I mean, you see their names pop up here and there. Um, Warren will say something in Soju Talk Talk once in a while and really get people going. Doug specifically will drop like a nugget oh. of like spice and it's just like he's here and he's gone, everyone, which is amazing. Um, Anita lurks. She admits she lurks all the time, so she knows exactly what everyone is saying. That is all you need to know, everyone. Um so yeah, it it does feel like they're very present. Um and I I, that, that is that is why I supported them. All good stuff all right, so we've got some music this week. We've got some Soju talk music. Um, you mentioned them at the beginning. We're going to cover Lightsome with their most recent comeback alive from the EP into the Light. I will be completely honest here. I was not a big fan of Lightsome. the first two um, releases. I thought they were pretty accessible as far as, you know, not terrible songs, just pretty okay to listen to. But nothing stood out to me um, as far as getting to know the group as their character. They mentioned it on the show. I agree. I feel like this comeback shows the character of who Lightsome are the best out of the three releases so far. Um, Baco, what did you feel about release of LightSum's Alive and kind of take me through your thoughts and feelings about Lightsome as a whole.
1: With my opinion of LightSum's Alive was I kind of agree with what they said on the podcast completely they said that this this type of what um, was a, this concept was perfect for them and since I said earlier that I listened to the entire discography uh, they were completely right this concept was perfect for them they killed it. They almost like got me hooked with the live as much as Signal did with twice. Like I, I feel like if I look at this music video, I want to like uh, stand one of us, like bias one of them and just collect their photo cards. I just feel like they're gonna, as soon as after this song, they're gonna just make bangers. I feel like after this, there's just gonna be a couple bops. I feel like I feel they're not
0: going to mess up for a while. It does feel like they kind of found a direction now, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can kind of quickly go over it. So they talked about on the main show, the first two releases, Vanilla and Vivi... Vivi... I cannot pronounce that word. Um, the other V1, two completely different concepts, completely different musical directions. Um, again, not terrible songs. I would say they're... Going back to them recently, I was like, yeah, they're, they're not bad songs. I can listen to them but they didn't tell me anything about who they are and I wasn't able to kind of focus on the members. And for a rookie group, that is the most important thing is you want to get to know the group and why you should follow them. Alive, um, let's, let's get into kind of the details of the concept. It's a high teen music video. So they are in school doing the high teen concept, but the music is teen crush. Um, it, it's, it's very energetic. It's got a great bounce to it. I, I would say it's a, it's bubblegum trap. Um, it's kind of how I describe it. And I, I, well, music video first, I love the way that it opens with kind of an opening credits with the names of all the members. Right. So it really kind of gives you that reintroduction of what, what, um, lights them are, or who lights them are. Right. And then it kind of plays out kind of like, a, a teen movie, a teen drama show movie. Um, and I think from there, it was really, it did a really nice job of giving each member highlighting points, different environments within the school, but then bringing them together in a lot of familiar settings. Um, What did you think about the music video and how did that pair with the song for you? Well,
1: I felt like the music video was great. I, I thought the music video was great. And then the song in itself was great. I'm more of a like a super build up and then it was like a really good drop. I'm more of like that type of. K-pop listener, and it wasn't too much of a drop, but it was, like, enough to get me to turn the volume of my car all the way. And I feel like that is my criteria when it comes to finding a good uh, K-pop song. If it gets me, if it makes me think about putting it on replay, and it gets me putting out max volume, or maybe, like, it gets me to think, I want to see that music video again, it's a great song. And this song is one of one of
0: those songs it gets me bopping it really does amazing well said um i <laughs> i totally agree i mean there i mean k-pop is inherently that right it's this um genre of amazing flourishes uh, a lot of bombastic feeling to it um whether that's musically or visually or concept wise and i feel like for Light Sum here they fit this concept perfectly well um not only did the music pair really well with the, the visual concept, uh, but the character, I feel like I finally know them. Like I finally want to know them. Um, well, I'll ask you. So you said you don't have a bias yet, but if you had to choose one, <laughs> who would it be and why? Mm.
1: Let, me, let me do a quick uh, Google search really fast. Okay, no, no
0: worries. Um, yeah,
1: I, haven't, I haven't memorized their names yet
0: if you can describe it by hair color i can probably help you out i i've taken the uh the the burden of learning them (laughs) with faces yes so difficult i know just uh looking at girls pretty girls (laughs) trying to memorize names oh how difficult the struggle It,
1: it even took me a while to memorize like twice his names (laughs)
0: yeah yeah, no worries um well kind of go into what the crew was talking about so with doug um again really cool that he kind of pointed out kind of the direction that they're going in creatively um i thought warren did a nice job talking about um concepts and you know trying different concepts at every comeback understandable that you're kind of market testing for your group but a lot of times the audience is not connecting with the music anymore right or the the members so i think that finding their niche finding their 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 character is incredibly important here um with what anita was saying um i love the fact that she went into the styling kind of the details of the high teen um of styling in the music video they actually have a variety of different concept um costumes the one that stood out was the suit um mm-hmm. the, the open do in a lot of different spots it's just like that that's super creative that's like very like powerful aggressive you know high school kids but then still, still doing really cool things um, and Anita did an excellent job breaking down the dance They're like always the dance master so yeah she's she's got a nice uh she's got a nice sense of how the choreography is put together how it's able to focus on the members and this is a pretty large group it's eight members so um they uh, me going back into the stages per Anita's recommendation was really helpful to now kind of see the details of which members were highlighted. Um, did you land on a bias? I think it's going to be Tangha? Sangha. Sangha. Yes. Wow. Well, uh, I... sur- surprise, surprise. That is my bias as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about it. So uh, they brought it up on the show. Um, the kind of the the aggressive qualities, kind of the cool, um, what was it like, angry qualities? I forget what it is exactly, but she stood out the most. Um, she definitely what, did. what were the things that the crew said that stood out to you as far as Sanga um, kind of being the focal point in a lot of the choreography?
1: It would just be. I think maybe has some roots. And to <laughs> me being a, a momo bias too, because she's also the lead dancer for Twice. And she just gave me those vibes that, you know, she knows to do it. Same thing with uh, Chaeyoung, like Chaeyoung from ITZY. She stands out for with, when it comes to dancing. And just the fact that I was watching a music video and I was like, wait a second, who is she? <laughs> and made me if like, if I have like another thought, of just, this is a good song. I feel like this person would stand out, and now, sh- now she's gonna have some photo cards.
0: <laughs> so I understand your type now. You are a main dancer um, <laughs> focused person. I-, I too have had my main dancer uh, favorites uh, here and there. Um, you and I will talk, sir. No problem. Right. <laughs> Do that later. Um, yeah, Sangha definitely stood out to me. Um, I, I don't really know what else to say. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> um the other member that i did particularly like was na um she gets the kind of the opening section for the song of uh, color your hair and you will stand out because that that pink um whether it was tied up or it was down in in curls is that, is that it's like curly right so yeah kind of wild um it's just to stand out um and then her uh vocals definitely um were the carry for the song Nayang and young um, had a lot of vocals throughout the song. And I feel like um, some, um, they have a level to go as far as being a group because now we're seeing the concept come together. We're seeing the dancing and the performance definitely feels like it's um, concrete. There's some vocal quality where I feel like give them a little push and they can kind of be considered in a different tier now if kind of the, the vocals are able to be accentuated, right? So... No. Going in a really great direction. Um, it, any, is, it is. Um, any yeah. final thoughts you have on Edens Alive?
1: Um, on the live, uh, no, I actually, I don't know if you mind, but if I add something about their like sidetracks on that same album, yeah, I thought I thought
0: they were really good too. <laughs> yeah, let's jump into it. So we're gonna do a little mini mini album um, discussion. So we've got Into the Light. Um, the first song is Alive. And then we've got five songs total. You're excited to get into it. I will hand it off to you. Um, <laughs> Flaco, what is your favorite song on this album? Um, and why? Why do you love it?
1: My favorite song would probably be I. Because I is just one of those songs. Because uh, one thing that I wish they got into... In more detail of in the podcast. I don't know if it's like based off time or something, but is I wish they got more into the sidetracks. Cause like same thing well when they went over Run to You, I wish they went over the sidetracks. Like that was also not because they were good ones, like 24-7, banger. And I feel like Alive, uh, I feel like I on the Lightsome album should have gotten as much attention as Alive did. I think I was really good. It's actually uh on my. I think I I and Alive are the ones on my playlist right now, but I was just also about the way they did the music differently was great, and the way that they sang was just super different than from their uh title track, and I thought that was really cool, and I feel like it should get more attention. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about kind of the genre shift there. So with Alive, you get a girl crush, teen crush, kind of noise music, mainstream song. Very accessible to wide audiences. With track two with I, this is a house song, everyone. This is a runway house. They're flipping the genre. Uh, Interesting choice transitioning from track one to two. But I think it does a nice job to refresh the palette a little bit. Uh, For me, I like to see the construction of a mini album, right? Or an album. Um, how did songs flow in and out of each other? What is the um, sonic narrative that you are experiencing? For me, I, I love the switch up in genre. Um, I am a sucker for all things house, all things deep house. Mm-hmm. And again, I feel like this song is a really great example of they have a level to go vocally. Like it, it's, it's there. Like I, can, I can hear it. I can sense it. So I just, I just really hope that they can continue on kind of building off of these different elements of, of music. Because um, now, now it feels like they have the songs to match um, what they're capable of. Now let's, let's get something a little extra with the, the members individually. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, my favorite part was um, kind of the, the, the mini trap, like flip in the song. It's, it's very subtle, it's very short, but it's a nice way to break up the song because it's, all, like, it's a very runway house. Um, but then the, the trap section for me is a very um, nice sonic thread for the entire album because there's a lot of trap inspiration for the entire album. I kind of love it. Oh, it's, it's subtly in there for all the songs. Um, <laughs> let's, let's move on to track number three. Um, I, it's called Good News. Tell is Good News. Uh, again, I really love the vocals here. It's very playful in the chorus. Um, this song is an R&B trap song. Very puppy love. And I am a sucker for Ariana Grande. Puppy love, high school love music. And that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Man, Um, what did you think about Good News?
1: Uh, I'm actually like going through the Spotify. And I realized I liked every single song in that album. (laughs) On Spotify, I realized that. But Good News was also great. What you said, I actually did think about Ariana Grande. When I listened to that song as well, actually, it was just that type of vibe. And plus, like Ariana Grande was like my childhood crush, so like I definitely picked it up. And it was it was just a good song. All of all of these songs are good, especially um, "Bye Bye Love" was a good outro, especially when you're talking about like the sm- going into the songs going into each other. "Bye Bye Love" was a great outro. It's just all the songs. I feel like me listening to the entire Geography, even their singles even the what was it go go bella uh they did an intro for like some kid show i'm assuming that was good that showed off their vocal prowess as well and i feel like Lightsome has such good potential when it comes to their vocal output
0: yeah i hope this is a starting point for a lot of fans to go back into the music Um, because again i will just repeat was not the biggest fan initially but it's made me very motivated to give them a second chance Um, because if there are elements of what i'm hearing here in a lot of those songs that is good for me i'm the person who deep dives everything so once i like one album from a group i i'm going in um (laughs) even if i have like initial reservations right um track number four is q um, this kind of goes back into the edgy teen crush vibe, very similar to Alive. Um, I feel like it's a nice bookend for the album where you start with something edgy, you start with something harder, and then you have this be like the second to the last song. Um, it plays, very, it plays out kind of like a live show, right? Because you want to build the momentum. You want to have a peak. Then you want to do like your finale right after. Um, yeah, big shout out to Na and Juhyun. Hyun. Um, specifically them, their vocals are definitely showcased in this song. Um, and I feel like they, they are the main vocalist of the, of the group. So yeah, again, um, Light Zone has got me to specifically like members now. So I, I am just uh, surprised how much I, I enjoy this group just going into the, their music. Um, and then like you said, track number five, Bye Bye Love, um, Electropop. I <laughs> love it. I love future bass. I love all the fun, like festival type sounding music. Um, what What is your experience with with future bass and electro pop and festival type music?
1: It is. Uh, my experience with it was, I had like this whole uh, techno phase in my life, and I was super into it. And anything about that kind of hooks me onto it. It's, it's definitely one of my weaknesses as well, and. Just that because whenever I'm listening to music, I don't really think about putting it into a genre. I'm a very simple person, so I'm just like whether I like it or not and how it how it like listens. And uh, oh actually like I said before, if it gets me to crank the volume up and if it gives me the mood of me putting into it into repeat, it's a great song. I feel like it gets me hype and everything. Uh, Yeah, I'm really based off like energy and emotions and it's great even the slower songs
0: Yeah, I feel like this album um, into the light has a great blend of a lot of those things Mm -hmm. we're talking about with the energy level Like it definitely keeps an energy level consistent throughout the album But it does so in a variety of ways and I think for me. That's why it's just like Where have they been? This is (laughs) great. I love this Um, Yeah, and in a in a subtle way this kind of feels like a great summer album. Not the typical, like, summer queen, like, Tropical House album. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a, the, the teen crush version of this, right? Where it's like, it kind of good. It kind of works for summertime. It's bright enough where it works for festivals, but it still has that edge where you can still listen to it past summertime easily.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, you saying that it's summer, it's like has a summer take. Hot take. But I think, like, because uh, for Summer, when I got into, like, TWICE, um, TWICE released Alcohol Free, and BTS released Permission to Dance, and now that you say that, I'm making comparisons now, and I feel like it's up there. This entire album, up there with the summer tracks that TWICE and BTS dropped. And now that you say that, I would love to listen to this, all those songs in the same uh, playlist
0: got somewhere incredibly (laughs) unique and special yeah no again not a traditional like summer summer album but a lot of summer bright elements mixed in with like the trap um and the teen crush concept which it's kind of a unique blend of genres blend of sounds that to me tells me summertime i feel summertime right i just i just (laughs) feel it so it's so good i i man we, we, you did good we did good <laughs> all right um uh, let's get into some closing thoughts um so like we said uh, summertime um by the time you're listening to this it'll be june um what are your hopes for summer um whether that's in k-pop or in life and will you get some time um um i, I forgot the phrasing exactly but like not working not in service will you get some time to kind of enjoy um kind of life in summertime
1: Um, so, service members usually get four weeks out of the year, which is two weeks in summer and two weeks in the winter, and I don't know if I'll be doing anything specific, I don't have any plans right now, but I do have family, so they'll probably figure something out for me, but other than that, for K-pop-wise, I want all these smaller groups to drop their summer tracks, I really do, uh, because... Last year, it wasn't just alcohol free and permission to dance. It was also Dreamcatcher's summer holiday, and that was really good. And I would like to see a stacy summer album, uh, lightsome, cherry bullet. I'd like to see all Espa. I want Espa to come back. Might as well with the summer track.
0: They they just dropped it. The news. The well, day, did. the the comeback is happening in June, uh, end of June.
1: Oh, look at that! <laughs> you oh manifested
0: this. This was you. This was I, you. I like, like to think I manifested it. One hundred percent. The uh, Aspa heard you, and they were like, "We we have to get this for Aco." One hundred
1: percent. Perfect. I'm I'm happy because I really just thought of it, but yeah, that's really my just my future for, uh, not just just so they can like not just for them to. Drop their tracks, but also to show their potential or what they have for every season or what they can show and they can prove to their fans that they can drop a summer ammo they can drop a Christmas album they can they can do anything that's what makes the group your favorite group, their favorite group and I want everyone's favorite group to drop their best stuff for summer. <laughs>
0: That is, just, that is just a warm summer message. I love that. <laughs> the hope is for your favorite group to have a summer album that is fire. And um, hopefully we get it. Because um, last year, I, I felt like it had an incredible summer run of music. where We had Oh My Girl, yeah. Promise Nine. Um, there's another group I cannot remember um, that had a very similar song. I think it was Rocket Punch. They, they had a song, a retro song around that time as well. Um, and it was just a retro redux for that summer, which I love. So I'm totally fine with that. But if, if, if we get a different trend in summer music with Lightsome kind of starting it, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, Itsy, please. Yes. <laughs> Where are you at? Come on. <laughs> like, I get. And Mix is like the thing right now for JYP. I mean, but they are touring. You know, they're doing KCon. So it's, 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 he's still in Korea. It's, he's just hanging out. Can, can we get something, please? Um, yeah. ho- hopefully we get it timed in a way where it's like you have Espa for three weeks and then you have Itsy for three weeks. That would be incredible.
1: That would, that would be great. That would
0: be incredible. <laughs> those, are, those are my hopes. Um, yeah, man. Um, that does it. Hey, any uh, words of wisdom you'd like to leave the Soju Talk community? I feel like we've know, we've gotten to know so much about you, and yet <laughs> there's probably layers and layers to you that I would love to learn about. So we're going to have you <laughs> on again eventually. But what what's something you want to leave the community, <laughs> leave the Soju Talk nation?
1: Well, I'm happy to hear that you'd love to have me on again. I, <laughs> that makes me really happy. But, uh, hmm, words of wisdom? Hmm don't think you're weird for liking k-pop i was like the only military guy out here liking (laughs) k-pop and it's just a matter of time show them the right song and then you got someone else to dig to and then you have more people who are into it so be proud of liking k-pop you might as well i
0: mean what else is gonna happen (laughs) beautifully said well said Mm -hmm. um yeah thank you for your service um honestly it's, it's thank you for the support i mean <laughs> <laughs> of course man um and thank you for coming on to the show again amazing going to ask you to come back on because we've got a lot of k-pop to talk about but um yeah this is this is amazing so thank you again
1: oh no problem i'd love to come back on it's great
0: all right, man all right let's sign out thank you everyone for listening to the soju sessions on the soju talk nation podcast feed subscribe on youtube follow on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast discord. Or, Flacco, I'm Crispy and this has been the Soju Sessions.